Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. the Steelers Blitz live at OTAs on the south side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on a beautiful Tuesday here. It's our ongoing coverage on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes to kick off the second hour here. We're reuniting amigos. Mama. It's our pal, our friend, our compadre. He's a friend of the show. He's a friend in real life. He's here. He's there. Uh Uh-oh. He's everywhere. Talk about Uh, it. Chris Carter, Pittsburgh Sports Now, the Locked on Steelers podcast, WPXI, regular on SNRCC. What's good? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Spent the last three days picking things up and putting them down, moving. You know, back's a little sore, legs are a little sore, but yeah, this, I, how can I complain out Come here? Come on, man. Look, look at this guy, Motes. Like, he, he's, he's, he's 30 for like a year, and now he's like, he's old. He's trying to act my like he's he, My back hurts. My, my 31. Knees 30. Hurt. Oh, <laughs> man. Like you hit his right? nonsense over little, here. A little respect, all right? I mean, geez, Louise. Uh, but we're doing well. We're, uh, thanks for having you, partner. Thanks for having Thanks me. for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. I was about to say, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Language. We catch what's going on here. We catch what's going on here. Chris, week number two, live at OTAs. Uh, tell me, you know, you, I know you walk out here today, and I know you've got a different thing going on every day. You, you're not new to this. You're true to this. Yes. What are you looking for here today as we start week number two? Looking to see some of the rookies get a little more comfortable. Looking to see who continues to step up in leadership. Uh, you know, I liked the demeanor that we saw from Chase Claypool in the locker room last week, acknowledging that he does have to step up. He does have to recognize his voice is more important now as a veteran on the roster. Uh, you know, so I want to see how he does working with drills and, and, and kind of setting the tone for guys. Is he the guy that kind of keeps it straight and leads guys in between drills, talks to some of the rookies, George Pickens, Calvin Austin. George Pickens even told us last Last week, hey, Chase Claypool's been the guy showing me around yeah. because we knew Deontay Johnson wasn't wasn't here last week. Does he show up this week? We'll find out. But uh, there's going to be a, lo- a lot of talk about how these guys are taking steps forward, who's taking the lead. I'm also interested quarterback-wise, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, uh, Kenny Pickett. I did a whole segment on my show today uh, on Locked On Steelers about Mason Rudolph isn't the isn't as far fetched of a chance to win the starting job as you think. He's still my third option. He's still okay. the guy I think will. I don't think he will win it, but. He does have the advantage of knowing Matt Canada's offense, and he's going to have that to help him early in OTAs. What will set the difference is how they start looking when training camp and the pads go on. Now, sticking back with uh, Chase Claypool, man, how important is it for him to develop and emerge as that vocal leader? Because this is something that we really haven't had to see from him or really have had to expect from him with Juju being here for as long as he's been. But now that Juju is gone, there is a quote-unquote void, void in the leadership element of this. I do think it would be really good to have a Steelers wide receiver be a tone setter again. Mm. It's been, you know, like you, you had that. Heinz Ward style. Heinz Ward style. Because Antonio Brown was a tone setter because of his talent. Correct. But he wasn't the guy that everyone feared. Fe- fe- yes. Right. And, and not just feared, but like on, on, on the Steelers practice field, like, like Heinz Ward was the guy, like when he said, when he said something, Lyman Sweet jumped up and, 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 and ran over there, even though Lyman Sweet didn't end up being a good receiver. But pe- like the, t- the whole team respected him. And there was that respect for AB, but not so much as the guy who knows what he's talking about 
talking about leader the on the the yeah. alpha yeah. who runs everything, who knows the who knows the drill, knows studies film, and gets everyone in, in the in the room to work harder. So can Chase Claypool be that? That one is, is what I think is going to be interesting here most because mm-hmm. you know if the Steelers can get that because I think even. People might not remember, and this was when I was a kid, but late 90s, you had Yancey Thigpen, you had Ernie Mills, you had those crews, and that, that when that receiver crew kind of went on, they had Charles Johnson, Courtney Hawkins, didn't work out too, too well as far as leadership. Right. But when Hines was drafted, I think it was 97, it took him a few years, but by 2000, he was, he was the guy that everyone looked to, and by 2001, he was a leader on the team. Can Chase Claypool have that kind of ascent? That would be really awesome to see. You know, Chris, in the first hour of the show, Motsi and I, we spent some time talking about the offensive line. And how? Because he always wants to talk offense. You know he can't help always. himself. Yeah, we haven't you know? even said defense. Can't help himself. Glamorous side goes. of the football. Aye, baby. Aye, I mean, aye. you know, come on. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, talk. You know, and, and one of the things that we discussed is how it's it's truly one of those position groups where you know if every everyone succeeds or everyone fails. Right. Right. Um, everyone succeeds. Everyone fails. Uh, and a lot of times the the sum of your parts can be greater than the whole. You know, you can yeah. if, if you play well as a unit, you can maybe even play a little bit above your talent level. I think in some ways you could say the same thing about wide receivers. Not that cut and dry, but as a unit, you can elevate maybe sometimes where even if you don't have the bon- you know the Antonio Brown bona fide unquestioned number one, mm-hmm. you can still have three, four guys who really contribute, who really you know maybe like high end twos that type of thing. Right. Do you think that for the Steelers for the wide receivers this season? Is that a realistic possibility where maybe, you know, and we all know Deontay's status and all those things, but we're going to assume that he's, he's playing on in September yeah. right, when the games start yeah. to matter. Even if Deontay and Chase don't emerge, again, as the bona fide, unquestioned number one wide receiver, where if you've got those two playing at a very high level and then you've got Pickens and then you've got Calvin Austin and, and, and Boykin, right, mm-hmm. that you could have – a solid group who who is really you know maybe plays above their level despite not having the all pro type guy. I think that could work, but that will depend a lot on the quarterback. Mm. Having a number one receiver who's really a number one receiver really helps for young quarterbacks who are trying to figure things out, and that might be the problem that the Steelers run into. If this was Ben Roethlisberger five years ago, I'd be like, actually, this really works out. Because then, <laughs> right. because then there's such a balanced attack. Ben's not going to depend on one guy. He's going he's gonna, to look, I got four dudes that can beat people right now. Let's go to him. And then I got a running back, and I got a tight end. So that balance would be great. Now, the question is, can, can a bunch of young guys do that? You know, and again, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Roth, they've been in the league for, for some years, but they're still young dudes. They're in their 20s. They're, understanding, they're learning how it is to start a quarterback and have defenses game plan for you every single week that's going to be tough and i think that's going to be something that is a challenge so i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing about the receiver room i think it's going to be an interesting challenge for the quarterback Hmm. whoever wins the starting job to figure out where i go to each time because oftentimes when a defense has you fooled and you're you're just not certain about what you're looking at you go to your number one guy because you know your number one guy is going to beat whoever's in front of him. That's what mm-hmm. Ben did that with Antonio Brown for so many years. People are like, oh, he's he's forcing the ball to My AB. My guy's better than yours. Guy. Exactly. He's like, oh, he's forcing <laughs> the ball to AB because of his ego. Like, no, he's forcing the ball to AB because he's the best guy yes. on the field. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, do the Steelers have that guy whenever Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, Mason Ruff, whoever wins the starting job when they're in trouble? That's what I think could be the only, the biggest drawback. Yeah, no, I, I do like that thought process right there. And it brings up a good point, man, when you're talking about these receivers and trying to figure out who can emerge. But you know somebody that I've been watching that I think 
could help in that same capacity is Pat Fryermuth. Yes. A little bit different of an approach being that he's a tight end, but just mm-hmm. talk about what you've been seeing from him since the start of these OTAs and stuff. I mean, he's looked smooth. He's looked, he's looked like he's increased his athleticism. Um, he shaved his head. Um, so uh, so like there's, there's that. He's more, he's more, more aerodynamic. He's more aerodynamic. There we go. Of course. Um, he, he might do better than Wes now in a cross-country. Yeah. Um, oh, man. But, but in all seriousness, I do think that he's ready to take a step forward as far as being a receiver, as far as expanding how he's a receiver. And I, well, you know what I'm really interested in, too, is we haven't seen play action with the Steelers Correct. with Ben Roethlisberger for so many years. They've been bottom five percentage in the league consistently. The, if that increases, how much does that benefit Pat Fryman? Because, mm-hmm. because play action to the tight end is one of my favorite things in football. It was one of my favorite things to do with Heath Miller when the Steelers, when I used to watch that, like, that was my favorite thing, fake it to the bus, to, to kick it to Heath Miller. Here, everyone's going, hee! Get him just like, a, a yard of space in the middle see, of the field. See, exactly. See, I expect y'all to like play action pass because y'all are the offensive players. As a <laughs> linebacker, you hate it. I despise the play action pass. You charlatan. Saying the play action. How dare you show me run and then pull it and say, ha ha, it's actually a pass. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, man. I have a a, a, a hate hate relationship with the play that's action fair. pass. That's fair. But that, that's pass. actually a good thing, though, man, because like you said, it, it is a weapon. When you utilize yes. it, when you have mobility at quarterback, a legitimate person that can stress the edges of your defense yep. because that's what you're trying to accomplish in a sense but when you do the play action pass you want to get this defense thinking just absolutely thinking uncomfortable and just not doing what they want to do and when you have a, a guy that's mobile like we do have in the sense of Trubisky or Kenny Pickett and to yep. an extent Mason Rudolph as well mm-hmm. it will open that element up it will allow you to stress the defense out because now when you're in coverage versus play action pass, you have to decide, all right, is somebody going to pull up this quarterback or do I need to come out of coverage to go get this quarterback? But if I come out of my coverage, well, now he has a receiver right there as well. So those are some of the things that you're really going to get a chance to experience and see a lot more of, I do feel, going forward because of those positions now being what they are with these quarterbacks, man. Yeah, that, that, I think that's going to be a big a big part of this. Is I, I, I want to see that growth. I want to see how these guys do. But, you know, you're absolutely right uh, with – with with the balance of that, and I know yes, defensive players hate play action, but as an as an offensive coordinator, it is I, I think it is such a, a tool to you have, have in to your have bag. It. You have and to. The Steelers, have to. And the, well, here's what's crazy: the Steelers were good at on, on offense for years, mm-hmm. basically without it. Yes, and and you throw yes. that in there, it is a whole other element to their game that I think will make things so much easier for their quarterbacks mm-hmm. than, than 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 before. And and again. The, the idea of play action is to make decision-making easier. Yeah. Make sure guys are wide open. Right. See, you get, have those easier throws into not as tight spaces. Mm-hmm. I think that's where Pat Frymuth might see some see some yeah. more opportunities. And, and I wanted to say this too, man. I know like some people are probably listening to this saying, well, hey, if play action pass is such a weapon, if it's such an asset, why haven't we been utilizing it? Well, we know we're talking about the pros of it, but yes, there are some negatives if yes. you don't have the mobility that you would like because you do have to turn your back, got to turn the back to, to, turn to, to, to the, the defense. defense. Yeah. So if you're having concerns with your protection up front, that will make you right. a little bit more hesitant. If you're concerned with how fast you can get out of the, the fake and actually right. get your head around, get your hips, feet set up and things like that, that could also hinder you from calling it. And we know with Ben Roethlisberger the past couple of years, once he got older, yes, the mobility wasn't there. And we obviously know the offensive line at times wasn't what we wanted it to be either. But I do think that this should be a way different version of both of those elements in terms of O-line play and quarterback play based on the additions and things that we made this offseason. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It could be very, very different. I mean, and here's the thing. Everyone's young. 
That's the thing. No, no one's going to have an old man syndrome. I've been on, playing on, on, this way for seven years. And, it, yeah. it, exactly. So everyone's going to be more adaptable. When you get guys younger in their careers and you get them to learn these things, it helps. But, like, when you have guys who have been used to their systems for, you know, eight to ten years – that's it's tough to break them out of that once they're once they're into their their 30s. But again, everyone's here. You know, I talked to James Daniels last week about about versatility, and he said one of the things that he learned from Chicago was he you know he started at left guard, then he moved to center, then he moved to right guard. He he learned to play all three positions, then he learned the importance of learning how to do that. Hmm. But he also said you know one thing that he didn't have there is not everyone was on the same page. Like you know he'd mm-hmm. go to he'd go to one coach, and then he'd go to his other coach, then he'd go to his coordinator, then he'd go to his head coach, and then he'd go to his trainers, and everything was different. He says he though in the in the Pittsburgh organization everyone's on the same page yeah. continuity on, man and, and that's so important continuity. so I, I do think yeah. that could be a real big help to the Steelers offensive line and them adjusting to things like that and that can in turn help play action because when you're learning and you know how to be versatile in certain situations it's going to help those younger quarterbacks feel more comfortable that when they turn their back to the to the defense and then they turn back around there's not going to be Von Miller screaming in your face Exactly, exactly. Uh, Chris Carter with us here on SNR. You know, sticking with that, I know one of the things a couple weeks ago, I think it was, on the, the Locked on Steelers podcast, you talked about how, and I'm, you know what, I'm about to do the thing that I've been guilty of. Okay. Assuming that Mason Rudolph is out of the conversation was the thing that I, I almost did there. But, you know, we want to we, we wanna, we wanna, we wanna do our due diligence yes, here. Yes, let's be fair. But you, I know, broke down specifically with Kenny Pickett and with Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm how both of those guys excel at throwing the football over the middle of the field. Yes. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. That to me, when you blend the mobility element of Matt Canada's offense, yep. what you have now in Najee Harris and Pat Fryer move, mm-hmm. and quarterbacks that if it is one of those two yeah. that, that we know love to attack the middle of the field, that seems like the perfect marriage of, of where we would all like to see this go, doesn't it? No, I, I do agree. And, and, and let's, let's also be fair to Mason Rudolph. He was working with a playbook. He was never the starting quarterback where the playbook was designed around what he could do. The, the playbook mm-hmm. that he was always working with was what was designed around what Ben could do. So he might not have been able to, to take advantage of that. But I do think that that is an advantage that Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett have shown over the years is fitting the ball over the middle, the, knowing, knowing the de- the, knowing, you know, being able to fit it above the linebacker but beneath the safety. Those type of things are, are, are so important, and that can be something that they use to their advantage. Um, and, and also, you know, throwing down the middle of the field doesn't mean you have to stay in the middle of the field. Very you true. Can, you can roll mm-hmm. to your right, and then if, if a guy's coming, you know, running a crossing route from the other side, of the field and they've beaten their man you got a straight line to him bang hit him and you got and you got something there um so there's a lot of different ways that you can use it but yes that is something that i think that the steelers could employ this year that would really open things up because and again it, like you said you're balancing things with Najee harris when you start hitting over the middle of the field most what does that do to the linebackers come on man put us in a bind now exactly put us in a bind and, and it, it forces mm-hmm. it, like you're thinking too much no seriously thinking. you got to feel it because you know okay if they're attacking this area now you're trying to do what make an adjustment to take that away but by doing mm-hmm. that you're going to open something up deeper more than likely or something behind us we call it cheese exactly ah, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> yeah, stay, stay away from that cheese don't want right. that no Mm-mm. but that's where i'm at with this is that 
you got to get linebackers to thinking again. And yeah. for for the last at least the last two years, maybe the last four years, really. Well, let's say the last three years. That'd be fair. Defenses have been defensive linebackers when facing the Steelers have been able to say they're either running or throwing throwing it short over the middle. We don't got to worry about Very this. True. We don't we don't got we don't got to play play back. We just mm-hmm. play in this little zone right here. We're fine. If you're able to back them up early on in the season mm-hmm. and make them start thinking, well, wait a second, we got to worry about mm-hmm. that. That's going to do so much for the for the for the offensive line because that extra step, those ex- a, a yeah, quarter it, it of matters. a second, it, it, matters. It, it, it matters in football, yes. and I think that's where you're going to see. Uh, a lot of a lot of things go well for the Steelers' offense if they're able to hit play action. It's going to open up so many things for both sides. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, also, man, sticking with you know this passing attack. We talk about attack in the middle of the field. We know last year the offense was predictable at times, but more so than that, we were also missing the deep ball element. Yes. How do you see? these quarterbacks and what do you project from them in terms of their success on the deep balls because we do know short to intermediate across the middle of the field they are very accurate they thrive in some capacities there but when we're talking deep balls how do you feel about that I think it's going to be very different on how the deep balls work. Last year, if the Steelers threw a deep ball, it was a go route down the sideline because Jump that was ball, 50-50, it, it, right? exactly. yeah, that, yeah, that was what yeah. Ben Roethlisberger was able to do at that point. I think what you're going to see is uh, when we're talking about the middle of the field, I'm not just talking about 5, 10, 15 yards. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about 25, 30, 30 yards down the field because when you start Matt, – Matt Canada, one thing that he loved to do in his best days at Pitt, he loved to force singletary de- – singletary – singular <laughs> defenders to – to, to be on an yes. island or in a spot to say, I have to commit one way mm-hmm. or the other. And you can do that over the middle of the field. If you run a passing combination that has, you know, multiple crossers coming off five and ten yards, like a drive combination there. It makes but it one-dimensional in terms of what you have to defend. You have to, you, you have to pick and choose. And then mm-hmm. say you have, a, you have a, po- a deep post pattern going behind those guys. Now the mm-hmm. deep safety has a choice. Do I come up? And do I take away those underneath routes and hope yep. my, my blitz gets there? Or do I stay back and take away the deep route and, and trust that we'll be able to contain those underneath routes? And those are the type of things that come back into, into the fold here. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the biggest thing is that, again, with play action, with the range that they're going to have with younger quarterbacks, the deep ball becomes open in, in more ways than one. It's not just a go route anymore. It's not just hitting the seam. It's going to be, hey, that deep post pattern is open because the safety bit on the wrong thing because the Steelers have such a diverse talent spread of offense right now. Mm-hmm. Chris Carter with us here on the Blitz. Cousin, last one I got for you. What's up? Uh, since we spoke to you early last week, yeah. the Steelers have now replaced Kevin Colbert. Omar Khan, Uh oh, hey now, going to sit on the iron throne of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Uh, just your thoughts on the hire, and w- were you surprised they stay internal? Uh, just uh, you know your your reaction now that you've had a few days to digest it. Here, it's going to be Omar Khan leading the way uh, for the foreseeable future. Wasn't surprised that they stayed internal. I was surprised how they stayed internal. Ooh. I thought it, I thought it would be I thought it would be both Brandon Hunt and Omar Khan moving up together. I thought that was the move, you know, keep them, give them both kind of promotions. But I get Omar Khan, and the Steelers have always been about continuity, about doing the same things the right way, sticking to their guns and sticking to their belief system and their philosophies. Omar Khan's been around. Like, I, I know one thing. I said that was one thing that Brandon Hunt had over all the other people that they were interviewing, all the guys that they were looking on the outside. That's what he had. But Omar Khan has that in spades. He's been, you know, Brandon Hunt was here for 12 years. Omar Khan's been here for 21 He's been here for all but one of Kevin Colbert's years. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought one thing that, that spoke really loud to me, loudly to me was when he, uh, when he went 
and he's talked about how I'm, you know, I, I, I learned from Bill Nunn. I, I'm, friend, I'm, I'm good friends with Bill Cowher. And he led Joe Green, John Stallworth, blah, 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 blah. He started naming every Steeler that's ever walked through the door and how he's close to them and how he's learned from them. The Steelers have so much value in that. Not just your foresight into the future, not just being a salary cap guru, not just having, having your hands in all the different departments, but do you understand why we've become the Pittsburgh Steelers? What, 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 what has built our the DNA. legacy? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Do, do you understand the decisions that have built up the, the image that we, that we put out there? Because it's not just, oh, the Steelers, they, just, they, they pay their guys, they stick around. It's how they pay their guys. It's when they pay their guys. It's their belief systems as far as what they, you know, they want to invest in to keep the roster together. Omar Khan has all that in spades, and I think it was a, a, a very good move, a, a smart move of the Steelers. And Omar Khan even said, I have weaknesses. He wouldn't say what they were, but <laughs> they went and got Andy Weidel and Sheldon White as uh, personnel guys to, mm-hmm. help with, to help him with there. I think that Omar Khan can be a great leader, and if, and if his weakness, I'm not saying they are, but if his weakness does involve scouting and personnel stuff, I think he's got the talent around him to make up for it. Now, we know that that was one element of it, but cause and effect with Omar Khan getting the promotion. Right. Brandon Hunt, the reports are that he is headed to the Eagles. To the Eagles. Cross the turnpike. What were your thoughts on that move right there, man? Was it worth it in the grand scheme? I, I think, I think uh, it's tough. I think that Brandon Hunt's in a situation where he's 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 paid he's paid a lot of dues. Mm-hmm. Not as many dues as Omar Khan, but he's paid a lot of dues. And when you get those and you see that, you know, he wants to be he probably wants to GM be a GM sooner rather than later. Yeah. And he's like, "Look, the Ste- if I stay at the Steelers, he knows he has a job. He knows he'll, he knows he he'd get opportunities." And I think that 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 possibility was there, but he also knows that if Kevin Colbert just did 22 <laughs> years. And Omar Khan's only in his mid-40s. It's not like he's pushing 60 or anything. Exactly. And I, that's where I think that he's looking. He's like, look, man, like, I don't, I don't want to be in my 60s when I get my first shot. Sure. And so sure. I, I think that that might be where he's going with this is he wanted a, a chance to show what, what else he could do in the role for the Steelers. So, um, you know, I, I, I've talked to Brandon Hunt before. Seems like a very nice guy, just He's like Omar best. Khan. Yeah. So, like, you know, and it's one of those things where you can't always keep everybody. You know, it's just when, especially when you amass so much talent. It's the same thing, like, when they got the Young Money crew together. <laughs> of Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace, and Manuel Sanders. You could only keep Antonio Brown because every, those other two wanted their paydays. And they yeah. wanted to be wide receiver ones. So, I think it's a similar thing. From a management standpoint, these were two guys that were highly respected across the league as future GMs. And um, Omar Khan won your battle, but you know Brandon Hunt's going to want want to hit want his shot at proving he can get there sooner rather than later. And that I imagine will be something that, that we as media, that we as fans, will keep an eye on for the four. You know, will be five years from now. Well, all right, well here's what Brandon Hunt's done. Here's what yeah. Omar Khan's that, done. Oh my gosh, come just, on now. just like we do with if, every other. If, the, if, if the Eagles get like a, like two amazing picks, or if they if they go come to the playoffs further than the Steelers, it'll be all oh, the Steelers messed it up. Come and who on. knows? Maybe the Steelers did. I'm not saying whether they whether they have right, or they sure. have. Sure, only time will tell. But that's going to be the narrative, though. right? And, and yeah. vice versa too. Oh, if, absolutely. It's but people judge so quickly. You know how most we always say. Don't judge a, judge a draft class until, like, it's fourth year. Right, right. I, I don't tend to judge GMs until, like, their fifth or sixth years. But like, that's if they last that long. It's not like Kevin Colbert in most long. situations. Nothing, no. nothing is, and that's uh, that's the nice part of the Pittsburgh Steelers here is that, yeah, we we don't have to play this this musical chairs and this what-if game very often because you're usually hiring guys and they're here for at least 15, 20 years. Uh, but it will certainly how uh, all these personnel decisions shook out this offseason will have ripples uh, on this organization and other organizations uh, for years to come. Chris Absolutely. Carter, our 
friend, our amigo, our compadre, Mama. the hardest working man here. Not the self work. In Pittsburgh. Now with Pittsburgh Sports Now, still doing the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Folks, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If you're not subscribed to the Steelers podcast, if you're not subscribed to the Locked On Steelers podcast, well, guess what? You're not a Steelers junkie. Make Facts. sure you're showing Chris some love there. A podcast every single day on your Pittsburgh Steelers, even throughout the offseason, Monday through Friday. That's dedication. Our guy yes, sir. That's dedication. In work. Uh, CC, we appreciate your time as always, partner. See, Absolutely. We, we let you sit with us under the shade. Oh, I've enjoyed it so much. And you, you, you give Can us, I do another you give us time. I, I'm, I, <laughs> you, you want to? What are you doing? <laughs> I do got to get back to okay, watching. Okay, practice. okay. Uh, I guess he has we to go back to work. Please, <laughs> we appreciate Chris's time. As always, we'll be back with more on the other side. It's the Steelers Blitz live from OTAs on SNR. Big thanks to Chris Carter there for giving us his time. Make sure you're showing that guy some love. But listen, folks and I don't ask much. We ask for two things. All two. Right? That's it. The first is that you, you tweet us during the show. Please. With your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions. This is true. Uh, you can do that at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. Duh. Body. And the second thing is just, you know, you support the people who support us. Chris Carter, Terrence Garvin, Brian Batko. You know, you show those guys love and give them some love on social media, read their work, listen to their podcasts. All that good stuff. Except we don't well. ask for much, man. We are uh, we're going to debut a new friend of the show tomorrow, Arthur Motes. Jenna Harner from WPXI. All right, all right. Is going to be our guest tomorrow here uh, on site at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Uh, also, a reminder for those of you who might be new to this, uh, we do typically, we, we at least all last week and again today, we've had two Steelers guests in the 12 o'clock hour, you know, usually back-to-back. -back. Uh, today, we will have Alex Highsmith and Gunnar Olszewski. So, defensive guy, linebacker, edge rusher, that's right up Moats' alley. And you know what? I'm just going to say Gunnar Olszewski, special team specialist, because then that way I can make it seem like I'm ignoring the offense and I'll make Arthur Moats happy you. in the process. I, I really appreciate when you do that, actually. Motsi, uh, let's you know what. Let's talk since we're going to talk to Alex Highsmith about a half an hour from now. Let's talk about Alex Highsmith a little bit before we talk to Alex Highsmith. Okay, does that make sense? Let, let's you talk about him up, before you he pull up. up. You Why not? Up what I'm putting down. Hey, there. you know I'm down here, man. In your mind, right? We we saw the growth from year one to year two. Like I'm not saying it was perfect. I'm not saying it was all pro or anything. But you saw the improvement. I think we're all you know hopeful that. If that continues, if he takes one more step in that regard, that he's going to be a very solid, you know, Robin to TJ's Batman. Um, what does that look like for Alex this year? Is it purely sack numbers? Is it in terms of health and being available in 17 games or close to it, right? Is it helping in the run game where we, you know, you and I have discussed it nauseum since the season ended, how that has to improve. If we're looking back, you know, at the end of this season, and we say, oh, you know what, that was that was a really good year for Alex Highsmith. That was successful. We feel good about him going forward. He's going to be a second contract guy. What's that look like if, if he is to, to ascend even more this year? Yeah, I think um, it's really just continuing doing what he started to do at the end of last season. Uh, we know the sack number showed up, and we know that he's proven that he can win one-on-one -on -one matchups, which is important Very when you're important. talking about playing the outside mm -hmm. linebacker position. But the thing that I was most impressed with from his performance last year was how he was against the run because that's what's going to get you, you know, that, that, that's ultimately going to help this defense yep. and get yep. us as a whole where we want to be because we know you can rush the pass. We know TJ can rush the pass. We know with Cam Hayward and company, yes, you guys are set up to be able to win. You're set up to be in optimal positions, and I do think that he will continue to win those consistently. 
because he's already shown that he could do that. But if he can continue to be as dominant against the run in terms of setting the edge, in terms of tackles for loss, in terms of just flying around looking like a fast player, I think if he can continue to do those things, that will be, you know, what we're talking about or what you're alluding to. I think that's when we'll be able to point to it and say, you know what, this is a huge increase. This mm. is the leap that we thought he could, that he was capable of, and this is the leap that he is taking right now. But I do feel very confident because, like I said, on tape, he was showing those things last year, especially once we uh, traded uh, Melvin Ingram. Yeah. Once that happened, you could see an uptick in his productivity, uptick so in he wasn't intensity. looking over his shoulder Correct. Anymore. He just yeah. looked more comfortable. And I think that those are some key uh, things that are going to benefit him and benefit uh, this defense as a whole going forward. But, yes, I, I'm very confident in him going forward, though, man. Yeah, me as well, too. I Listen, I don't think he's – if I'm if I'm if I'm betting on it, I don't know if he's ever going to reach Bud Dupree level. But we also know Bud Dupree was a first round pick for a reason. He played in the SEC for a reason. There's there is a pedigree difference there. Now, as Motsi has pointed out, it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter when you how you got here. Thank you. We're Go all Dukes. you know. Everyone is every, every. Go Dukes. You know what, Mike Tomlin? Uh, he was a little rattled on Thursday when you weren't out here. He was like, "Wait a second, how am I going to trash talk Motsi hey, man, you if know, Motsi isn't here?" See, he was nervous. I went to HR on him. <laughs> the joke of the week right there. He was nervous. Uh, yes, HR office. Uh, Mike Tomlin's bullying yes. me. He keeps talking about my alma mater. He keeps talking about my alma mater. He keeps saying not nice things about my university. Uh, I tell you what, if that's the case, if we can go to HR for that, I could file a class action lawsuit against a lot of these pit people around oh, here for the things babies. that they say to me, Arthur Motes, you know? Um, but, yeah, I, I – I, you know, you once you're out here, once you've got two years under your belt, like Alex Highsmith as well, too. I think it's fair to have expectations. Again, I'm not expecting him to, to be an All Pro and go after Michael Strahan's single season sack record, right? Like, like we expect from T.J. Watt. Um, but I think it's well, fair. technically, it's not just Michael Strahan's sack record. It's anymore. his now too. That's it's right, Michael absolutely. and T.J. He's got to make it just, his own. Yes. Um, I think it's fair to expect this season to be the year that it all comes together, especially when. I tell you what, we got the tunes playing down here on the south side. Um, especially when, Motsi, it feels like this defense has a real opportunity to to be a complementary unit. You know, if, if the defensive line, if you have healthy Tyson Alu-Alu, let's keep our fingers crossed with Stephon Tewitt, then all of a sudden you feel better with the depth guys behind them as well too, right? A lot of the guys that you were asking to play big roles last year all of a sudden get to, you know, be used as – as substitute gets to get to spell and relief and in times of injury and things like that you're feeling better about your front you add miles jack to the mix you hope you get a, a better version of devin bush in the secondary minka's still back there you've got some real talent in cam sutton and levi wallace and akella witherspoon and, and all these different things if the defense can play that that complimentary football and have success at all levels i don't see why alex highsmith couldn't have a monster year because if TJ is getting double teamed and treated how we know Thank he's going to be getting, you. if Cam Hayward's going to be getting the treatment we know Thank he's going to be getting, you. and if teams can't run the ball all over you, mm -hmm. I mean he's going to have some some real favorable situations out there. Absolutely, it's set up for him to be yeah, yeah. the the free guy. Exactly, it's set up for him to have the favorable matchups and. Like I said, last year he showed that he could win he those, those. matchups. So, and that's the and that's the biggest reason why I'm optimistic about him. If he didn't show last year that he could win one on ones against starting left tackles in this league, well, then no, I would not be sitting here saying what I'm saying. I would not be sitting here as optimistic about him. You'd be preaching caution, right? I would be saying, "Hey, man, yes, he's going to have the matchups, but can he do it?" And we know that's a big question at times, but. He's shown that he can do it, and he showed that he could do it week in and week out, and that's the thing for me that I'm hanging my hat on. 
Yeah. And until he proves that he cannot do that consistently, I'm going to continue to hang my hat on that. Because, like I said, man, that's just a, it's a great situation for him, man. When you know you're going to be the solo guy, the, the guy that's going to be single blocked every time, come on, man. How do you not get excited uh, about that? Absolutely. And if you're him, you know, not to jump the gun here, but there's there's real earning potential in that as well, too. Oh, 1,000% it is. You, you know have that. A, hey. You have a monster third year heading into that last year, your rookie Sex deal. You've set equals your, millions. You've set yourself up very well. Mm-hmm. You have set yourself up very well. We're going to take a break here. When we come back on the other side, we'll do our final segment of the 11 o'clock hour. That means about 20 minutes or so from now, uh, Alex Smith will sit down with us. We'll also talk to Gunnar Olszewski today. I'm excited uh, to discuss. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of different topics that we can broach with these guys. Everything that we just discussed with Alex Highsmith, with Gunnar, we're going to get to talk special teams and some wide receiver. Oh, yeah. All three sides of the football mm-hmm. going to be covered yeah. by our guests Definitely today. Get those, to get those tweets in as well, too, yeah. as Beast Mode Najee Harris is coming up to the table here right now to, to give Motsi <laughs> some grief. We're going to go to break here. We'll be right back at OTAs on SNR. Back at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It is day number four here of OTA practices for your Pittsburgh Steelers, the fourth of nine different practices as the man who owns the radio station just walked by and said hello. Mr. Uh, always a great day when you see Mr. Rooney. It's always, always a great, a great day, day out here. One of my favorite things, Motsi, you missed it on Thursday, but I know you've seen him do it before. He he loves to be out here. He, you yes. know, he's he's it's not like he's like in the huddles. You know, he's not, no, no, he's no, not looking wait. over anybody's right. shoulder. He just loves to be out here and taking it all in and, and saying hello and yes. checking in on things. You could tell it's not just an investment for him. Exactly. It, it matters it's to him. It's a passion. Absolutely. It matters to him. Yes. One thing that he loves to do in these OTA settings, training camp, whatever it may be, often when practice ends, you'll see him just walking laps. Mm-hmm. Just walking back and forth down the football field, you know, whether it be just straight down the field, whether it be around the fields. As soon as practice is over a lot of times, he likes to he likes to come out and and just, you know, go for go for a walk by himself with his own thoughts somewhere on the field. Uh, he was doing that on Thursday. I got to say if he does that again today, God bless him because it hey, is Hey man, ain't that the it truth? It is according to my phone it is 88 degrees out here right now, so it is toasty. And he's always dressed in hoodie season he as well. He's always always always, in hoodie always season. Always wearing a hoodie. He's got, I'm like, the, he's got the shorts on, but always gotta wearing a hoodie. You got to be careful out here. You got to be careful <laughs> Mr. Rudy, you got to be careful. It's hot out here, baby. You got to be careful in, in this type of heat. Uh, Motsi, um, when we were uh, going to break there, you know, Najee Harris came over. He was he was hollering at you and laughing. We went to break. I ain't going to lie, when he walked up on me, man, I got nervous. All, all, all that, that muscle mass and, and, and size, I just seen this shadow on my screen. He could he could flip this table, <laughs> get me and you up in the double, the double choke holds. Um, he said, "He said, make sure you know I'm 244 pounds." Yes, he, right? he was clear by. He said, "Don't believe everything you read." Don't believe everything you read. 244, Two, 244 is the number. Motsi, you and I, we we've watched him out here for these last two weeks. He hasn't lost a step, bro. So when you consider that added size, Come I mean, on now. that's that's got to be 15 pounds from where he was at last year. Realistically, yeah. With still the burst and the speed, I mean, this this guy, he looks primed to have a special season. No, 100, percent he does, man. If, you know, what are you saying is true about the weight? Holy cow, because the way that he's been able to get in and out of his cuts, um, watching him intimately because they warm up and do all of their drills. When they're in between periods, they come right in front of us and work their footwork and the things like that. The running backs are right in front of us. So we watch him every single day, and he looks more explosive. He looks more fluid in his hips now than he did a year ago, something that we've been raving about in terms of, how he looks yeah 
But to hear the weight with that, that is crazy to me. I mean, as a defender, my shoulder just started to hurt thinking about me getting off of a block to go hit 244 coming through the hole. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, good good luck to anybody that wants to tackle that. I'm off that list, though. Holy if, cow. If I tried to tackle that, I would wake up in the hospital like three days later. Strong what possibility. Ha- what happened? Strong what happened? possibility. Where are we going? What happened? Which one do you hit me? Which one? <laughs> like the scene in Rush Hour, Absolutely. Right? Which one do you hit me? Which what one do you? <laughs> Which one? All right. All right, you give me a second here. Let me collect myself. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, like, uh, so we just we had to share that because Nashi confirmed it with us. So that's something it, that and we're, that's the only reason we could talk about, talk about it. it. Had to be confirmed by him. And you know, again, we've been saying a lot over these last four days just how much eyeball test he pops. He looks like a different yes. dude. Uh, I think that all but confirms it. And if you weren't already excited for the uh, for the sophomore campaign for Najee Harris, you should be. No sophomore slump. Coming, uh, coming here for big number 22 in the backfield. Motsi, you know, one of the things, we got a tweet about this earlier. I can't remember who it was. I, you know, I do this. I always try and give you guys credit for the tweets. Um, I can't remember who it was. But asking if we thought that it, it, since there hasn't been another running back added at this point, if, it's, if, it's, if that signals that it is going to be Benny Snell, like if there's not somebody out there that they think is an immediate upgrade on Benny Snell, or if they're still waiting for this process to play out and could still add, how you feel about that? Do do you feel that you know when when the things when you know we're playing real live football, uh, preseason in August and regular season in September? Uh, what would you say percent chance chance is that that Benny Snell is the number two guy? I mean, it's hard to put a percentage on it, but I will say this: I do think that they are currently evaluating him and the guys that they currently have, and I think that's the bigger reason as to why we have not seen them bring in a veteran outside running back because they just want to see what do they have how do these guys move have these guys improve with their protection now granted we can't tell the physical element but you can tell the assignment the body position element of pass pro those are some of the things they're looking at they also want to see hey man when it becomes you one-on-one with the defender because that's what essentially is happening right here it's one-on-one can you beat a guy? Can you make a guy miss? Can you either make him miss when you have the ball in your hand as a runner? Or can you make him miss in the sense of you running a route and you're trying to get open? But these are some of the things that they're evaluating right now. And I think that's the more pressing reason, like I said, as to why we have not seen them or heard rumblings about them being interested in another potential running back. I don't think that it solidifies Benny Snow as the number two, Anthony McFarlane, Mateo Durant, TJ Warner, anybody else yeah. that we would like to name. Yeah. I think that all of those guys are just in that space right now where they still say, you know, we got time. Because if you look at the running back market in terms of the free agents out there, you can find a veteran guy. You can find a big-name guy. You yes. can find a middle-of-the-road guy. You can find a guy that thinks he should be a starter out there. All of that is on the table right now as it pertains to the running back market. So there is no legitimate hurry to fill that void by signing one of those individuals when you know you can easily do that in training camp. Right. And you wouldn't want those guys to take all of this type of reps anyways right now because we talk that about I think is key too. Yeah, the wear and tear on these guys. So I think it's just one of those things where it, it makes sense but we can't look too much into the timing of it because the timing does play a, a legitimate oh, role in this thing. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. What do you think, too, what's your kind of gauge on uh, on Anthony McFarland? You know, we've seen the Steelers over the last two years, I don't want to say go out of their way, but almost go out of their way to try and get him reps and touches yeah. in games at times. 
it's clear that he's got a skill set that is a little bit different than, than some of the other guys. We also know that, you know, with Matt Canada, there's a really a fresh opportunity to do some, some different, you know, new things. You want to call them wrinkles. You want to call them gimmicks, however you want to label it, with this offense as well. Do you think that there's a, a real opportunity that, may hey, he might even be uh, Anthony McFarland, you know, a, a guy who could emerge into that, you know, understudy to Najee Harris, who's the one who's getting the second most touches in, in terms of that position group. Well, yeah, because when you think about Anthony McFarlane, the reason why they kept trying to utilize him was because of how dynamic he is, how versatile he can be with the speed that he plays with. And that was what made him so exciting and so intriguing of a prospect coming out of Maryland because of those things. It just hasn't worked out at the NFL level just yet in the sense of productivity on Sundays or even consistently being available. We know he missed a lot of time last year with injury and things like that. Those are some of the areas where we're trying to figure out with Anthony McFarlane. Can you be more consistent there? If there's less drop-off, if there's less inconsistency, he is a player that you're excited about because when you look at this running back depth chart, He's the only guy with speed like how he has. That that you, you either have it or you mm -hmm. don't. That breakaway speed. Absolutely. So you want it to work out, and I think that's why you see them try so many different ways to get him the ball. They're very creative in the sense mm -hmm. of how they utilize him or even attempt to implement him. Right, right. Right, wrong, and different because of that skill set. But this is the NFL, and in the NFL, it is a very short window. They do not – just wait, 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 as if you're on scholarship. You don't get right, four years, right. five years guaranteed. Yeah, give them time to grow. That's not how this thing works. So if you're Anthony McFarlane, you have to understand that, hey, man, it's about that time. Yeah. You're going into year three, it's about that time. It is. They, they, it's, that's it's, just the nature of the NFL. Season, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, I'm going to be interested to see if he can consistently put it together. Hmm. But I do feel like he is one of those guys that has to really – have his antennas up and understand, hey, urgency needs to be at a premium for you. That We should not look at you and, and wonder if you're competing each and every day. Right. That's that's the energy I get when I think of Anthony McFarlane right now, you just based be, on the situation. You know, the singing for your supper thing every, Correct. every day out here. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's fair as well, too. He's certainly somebody that, that I'm excited to see. I mean, in these settings, too, but especially once we put the pads on and really start to see what this offense could look like as it's, uh, as it's coming together in front of us right now uh we got a little uh you know just some just some new standard drills going on here on a on a hot day at otas on the south side uh in a few minutes from now just about 10 minutes or so if you're just joining us if you missed it if you just need another reminder alex highsmith is going to join us uh, as will gunner olszewski so we'll touch all the bases we'll talk defense we'll talk offense we'll talk special teams with those two gentlemen uh and we're excited for that as we always are um and yeah, it's it is it's it's crazy how these processes in, in terms of you know it, it does still feel like you have time. We are on day four of nine already here, um, and so this this thing's moving. It'll be mini camp at the end of June before uh, before we know it. Cr tweeted us here a few minutes ago saying it's fifty six days till training camp. It is. I can do the math on that one, Motsi. That's less than two months. So you know it it is at times it's it's easy to to think that you know we've got plenty of time and and as Moats has laid out this is the one time of year that you can genuinely say that and truly mean it when we get to camp in 56 days that's not going to be the case uh, you're going to be up against it at that point and needing things to start to come together 
Uh, but we are out here in Mr. Rooney's backyard on Steelers Nation Radio for OTAs uh, day number four here on the south side. It's a hot one. It's a scorcher. Uh, we'll have some audio for you. A reminder as well, too, uh, six hours here every single day. Dale Lolly, Matt Williamson, they have the drive from uh, from one o'clock from yes from one o'clock until four you know it schedules change I'm these weeks. Say, you know what time sure it is right. uh, ten to one with Boatsy and I one to four with Dale and Matt for six hours of live coverage here every single day we will take your tweets as well too Motsi and I um, as we continue to rock and roll with this thing we've got a few already you know how it works in our final segment of the show eh, about 45 minutes or so from now we will get to all those tweets at Wesley Euler at the body 52 duh is where you get in on the Twitter action. Yeah, TJ uh, Watt fan, our buddy, tweeted us and said, who are the guests coming on today? Yeah, again, if you missed it, and I know some of you guys go in and out, or you have us on while you're doing work and other things, taking care of the kids in the car, whatever it may be, uh, Alex Highsmith and Gunnar Olszewski coming up just about 10 minutes from now. So what I think we should do here, Motsi, if it's all right with you, uh, we've got about two minutes until we're supposed to uh, to go to break here, but mm-hmm. I know our I know our guy Jacob back at the ranch is on it. Let's break a little bit early here at the top of this hour so that we make sure that we're back, that we're ready to to rock and roll, and we don't keep uh, Mr. Highsmith or Mr. Olszewski. Man, well you ain't got to say nothing else to me, man. I'm taking my headset off right now. Yeah, Moats is ripping it. It's, it's it's hot out here, all right. So you got it. You got it. <laughs> You, you, you gotta, you gotta let the ears breathe from time to time out here on a day like today. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, final final hour of the show. Alex Highsmith, Gunnar Olszewski, and your tweets. It's the bonus hour of the Blitz. On the other side, you're listening to our ongoing coverage of Steelers OTAs live at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on your 24/7 home of the Black and Gold SNR. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.